Welcome to Leader Game Studio Cast. I'm Clay, and today I'm going to be talking about Vast the Mysterious Manor. So, Vast the Mysterious Manor is a brand new game from Leader Games, and it features kind of that groundbreaking asymmetric design where each role in the game is going to play completely different than the other roles. In fact, each one has a different victory condition in way that they win. So what this does is it just creates a tremendous amount of replay value. If you're having a great time playing Vast Mysterious Manor with one of the roles and then you switch and play another role, it's a completely new game experience. And I want to talk about Manor just because it's going to be out at retail stores this October, October 2019, just in time for Halloween. Because the theme of the game is we have a very brave paladin who goes adventuring into this haunted manor. And the paladin is going in there trying to slay the mighty spider. Also, living inside the manor are the skeletons. They're really not happy about this paladin going adventuring to their home. So the skeletons are trying to kill the paladin. And then we have the spider who has risen up from the depths up into this haunted manor. And the spider is just trying to spread terror and escape out of the manor alive uh, before the paladin can get them. Uh, one player can play the warlock. And the warlock is going to go around trying to dominate other players and hand out curses and cast spells and things like that. And we also have the manor. And what the manor is trying to do is create these flight patterns which is uh, uh, paths through the manor, which are open spaces, and the wraith that the manor is... The wraith is kind of the physical, ethereal manifestation of the manor itself, and it's going to be haunting the manor, going through these flight patterns, and creating seals. And the manor is trying to seal the manor for all eternity, trapping all the other players inside, thus winning the game. And so that's uh, what the manor is trying to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about each role in the game and kind of give you a feel for what it would be like to play Vast the Mysterious Manor. So let's start off with the paladin. So we have this brave paladin that is going to go ahead and adventure into this haunted manor trying to slay the giant spider in there. And what you can do on your turn is there's a few different things. You have hero cubes, and you get to place those hero cubes into prepare, sprint, or crusade. Prepare is going to give you strength to attack your enemies in defense. Sprint's going to let you move quickly. And crusade is going to let you move into a space and attack other figures and enemies there. So your main goal is to kill the spider, and it's going to take five hits to do so. Aha! Pretty easy, you think. Well, not so fast. The skeletons who live in the manor, they're trying to stop you. In fact, they're trying to kill you. So the skeletons are going to be getting in your way a little bit there. And you also have these resources called Fury and Light, which represents devotion to divine goals. And you can spend Fury and Light to do all sorts of powerful effects with your favor cards. So favor cards are these cards you're going to have that do all sorts of cool things. And you can spend your... Fury or your light to do things. So you start the game with Illuminate and Vigor. Those are the two favorite cards that you start with. And you can spend Fury. Every time you spend one Fury, you gain one Strength point. So if you need some more Strength, <laughs> you can spend your Fury to do it. And you can also spend Fury to breach a wall. So if you find a wall blocking your way in the manor, you can smash right through it with Vigor by spending a Fury. 
Now you're gonna gain a fury point every turn that you fail to hit the spider. All right, next up is light. So light, hey, you gain light by uh, visiting shrines is gonna gain you light. You can also, every time you hit an enemy, you're gonna gain a light. And you could spend light to place lamps on your tile and or an adjacent visible tile. And those lamps, what they're gonna do is slow down and really hinder the skeleton's movement. And you can also spend light to remove a web from your tile or adjacent tile. So webs are also gonna be kind of getting in your way and slowing you down. Now, the, another main part to playing the Paladin is grit. And grit is kind of your experience points. That's how you level up and become more powerful. Uh, as you gain grit, you're gonna gain more hero cubes, which is gonna let you take more actions and do more stuff. And you can also gain favor cards. So you're just playing gonna be becoming more and more powerful, more and more uh, capable of attacking and taking down the spider, which is your goal. So every time you explore, you reveal a tile, you're gonna gain two grit. If you uh, destroy a poltergeist, you gain three grit. If you refuse a treasure that you found, you get five grit. And if you destroy an egg, you get five grit for that as well. That's kind of some of the main ways you're gonna gain grit to help you level up. So if you like RPGs, if you like kind of that dungeon crawl, uh, level up uh, kind of a game experience, if you enjoy kind of exploring and collecting loot, and if you like kind of like some hacking and slashing, some skeletons, then you're gonna love uh, playing the Paladin. Okay, next up, we're gonna talk about the skeletons. And I have brought in Nick Brockman, developer for Vast the Mysterious Manor, and he's gonna talk about the skeletons. Welcome, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I know you already went over the, uh, the Paladin earlier. So now what we're looking at is the skeletons, the primary force against the Paladin here. Um, yeah. The skeleton player uh, is trying to win the game by killing the Paladin. And the way they do this is where the Paladin is kind of a solo adventurer going around um, the skeletons, you're going to be commanding five of them every game. So they kind of do more of a team-based tactics goal when they're going around hunting the paladin. So sure. what you, the, the key to them is kind of leveraging the special abilities and the unique powers of each skeleton um, to their maximum ability. So the way they work is they kind of have the stability, which is their resource. Um, okay. And throughout the game, you'll see that they, have, uh, they gain stability different ways. They also spend it on a lot of stuff. And one of my favorite aspects of them is they kind of have these these kind of different strategies you can go with them. So sure. if you choose to be a lot more, let's say early on you get one of my favorite skeletons, uh, Slashy. Ooh, out. Slashy. Yeah, the, the axe-wielding one. Slashy kind of allows for a lot more aggressive play. Okay. Um, you might not go, you might not even go as deep as getting five skeletons in the first couple turns. You can you can win the game with four of them, right? And certain skeletons allow that in a, in a yeah. much easier way. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick, walk us through like a turn. Like, How would you even get another skeleton? Like, What do they totally. actually do? So beginning of my turn, um, you lose stability for every skeleton that's hanging out in the light. So your big thing as a skeleton is your, your creepy shadow crawlers, and your goal is to kind of stay around there. So you don't want to be in the light if you don't have to. Okay. Um, you then go on to the part of your turn where you're going to command all five skeletons. So with your skeletons, you can do any number of things. They all move and act independently, mm -hmm. um, and they'll always act in march order. Okay. Um, when skeletons die, they're going to be rearranging your march order. So there's kind of this, this constantly changing puzzle of 
how, you know, when Slashy's in the first position, she's not as good. But when she's in the fourth position, she's really ah. strong. So it sounds like it matters what order they go in, yeah. Totally. So and, and, and being able to leverage that is, you know, you're kind of trying to eke out every every bit of value that you can out of each skeleton to get what you need. Sure. Um, so you go and command your skeletons. Um, they're going to run around the map. They're going to go around. They can pick up treasures to kind of deny them from other players. Okay. Um, they can also break open walls to make paths for their later ones. Um, and then most importantly, they can attack. Um, and the way you're trying to attack is um, you kind of have to surround the paladin first to get him distracted. Uh -huh, okay. And then your skeletons will get more powerful. You can run in and beat him up. So it's very much a, uh, you kind of alley-oop in your last guy. You know, sure. you, you spend a bunch of your actions, get close as you can, and then have, you know, Slashy or somebody run in for that final hit. Ah, uh, so you kind of surround the paladin, get him good and distracted, and then you come in for the hit, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot about board position for them. You need to make sure your skeletons are in the right spot to be able to get into those distracting positions. You need to make sure you have a skeleton who's close enough to hit. Okay. Um, and then balancing all of that, you know, some of those actions might cost stability, um, breaking open walls, attacking, all of those things cost stability. And what you want still is the other thing pushing against that is at the end of your turn, you need to spend stability to get another skeleton. And that's kind of what I was talking about where, you know, the, the ebb and flow of there, if you, you know, you can kind of go a low stability strategy, right? Stick with mm -hmm. only your two strong skeletons and, uh, you know, kind of try to make them as work as much as you can. Um, but you'll, you know, later on in the game, you're going to run into a lot of trouble once the skeleton or the paladin starts getting buffed up. So yeah, then you, you spawn your new skeletons, you get a little bit more stability at the end of your turn and, you know, kind of go around that way. Cool. So you mentioned Slashy. That sounds kind of cool. What are some of the other skeletons? So in the base game, we have uh, Screamy. Slashy, as I mentioned, Stabby, Shooty, and Casty. Uh, and like I said, they all kind of do a different thing, so really brief without getting into all of their abilities exactly. Mm -hmm. um, Slashy is really good at attacking, you know, thus the name. Um, Stabby actually can like kind of like bleed out the paladin and make him lose some of the experience that he has. Okay. Um, Shooty naturally can attack at range. Casty will actually summon um, these kind of spectral skulls that will distract the paladin from a range. And then Screamy is really good at commanding all of the other troops. He can kind of give out orders. And actually, there's uh, four more skeletons that you can get if you have the Haunted Hallways expansion. Uh -huh. Yeah, so with that, you get Smashy, who's really good at breaking open walls. You get uh, Shiny, who can respawn at will. He's kind of the uh, one of the magic users, like Casty. Um, there's also Sniffy, who is the, the dog companion of the whole group. Uh, and he'll go what? around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I did say four skeletons, three three skeletons and a dog. <laughs> I should dog. be more clear. That's great. The you know the kind of hidden lore element is that he's just hanging out for the bones. He's the only reason he's a part of their gang. Is you know awesome. all, the free, all the free bones. Cool. So what type of player would enjoy playing the skeletons? As I said before, the skeletons are kind of all about that tactics. So if you're into games like uh, like Into the Breach or things where it's about grid based movement, um, that's really where they live. It's very much the, the whole game. They're going to be concerned about ranges, about line of sight, um, if is something four spaces away or five spaces away, these are really important questions for the skeletons. They're one of the factions who care most about the board layout, because as long as well as caring about walls and stuff, you know, they're not, not like the, uh, the one of the magic users that can't just pass through walls. Um, so they need to be breaking those walls down while also managing not being in the light. Um, okay. which is the other big thing they need to worry about. And as we both know, the game goes on, the whole manor is going to be getting lit up, so you need to be really conscious about where you're trying to position and you know keep your stability up. Cool. All right, Nick. Well, I appreciate you telling us about the skeletons. Yeah, anytime. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Next up is the spider. Now, the spider is probably my personal favorite role to play. And one of the cool things about the spider is at the beginning of your turn, you get to choose your form. That's right, the spider can take on different forms. So you can be the giant spider, 
you can be the sorcerer or you can be the little spiderlings. And each of those kind of has a specialization, something that they're best at doing. But when you're playing the spider, your goal is to get to 12 terror and escape out of the manor alive. But it's not that easy because you have the paladin trying to kill you during this time. So part of the game is you want to try to avoid, try to stay away from the paladin a little bit. You're going to spread your terror by feeding on the blood of your enemies. So you can, you can get in some combat, do some attacks, you're going to gain some blood. You also can weave your webs so you can spread webs throughout the manor. That's going to help you gain terror. You can also hatch eggs. And uh, if you tend to those eggs and get them hatched, you're going to gain terror that way as well. So you're, you're trying to get to 12 terror and escape out. Now, one of the things I like to do as the spider is if you lay eggs and then you move away from those eggs, that often means the paladin has to make a choice to either go after you or the eggs. And it's usually a tough choice. But that's just one little strategy tip that you can do. All right, so each roll. So the giant spider is probably the best of the game for combat. So it's a, it's a big giant spider. It's good for attacking and gaining blood. You can move through one wall. So you're, you're pretty mobile as the spider. The other thing you can become is the spiderlings. Now, they're probably the most mobile. They're little, so they can just go through walls all they want and whatnot. And a key thing about the spiderlings is that when you take an action, you get to act in every single space that they're on. Thus, the spiderlings are the best at spreading webs because you can be in five places at once or four places at once. Now, every time the paladin hits you, you lose a spiderling. So you got to keep that in mind too, that your power will actually go down as you attack. So kind of an early play to get a bunch of spiderlings spread out and then spread webs. That's another cool strategy you can do. Now the sorcerer, her advantage is she can attack at range. And the other thing is she's great at tending to the eggs. So uh, that, you know, you're going to probably be the giant spider, get some eggs out there, and then you can turn, choose the form of the sorcerer and maybe strike someone at range. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, tend to those eggs, get them hatched for lots of terror. Uh, so I, I really like playing the spider. It's going to be a great role to play if you like card combos. Basically, the spider is casting spells and you're going to be drawing cards. And those are the spells that you're casting. You can be very aggressive and be attacking a lot, or you can run away a lot and, and, and hatch eggs everywhere. So there's a couple key strategies you can explore. Um, and some, there's some other ones in there as well for you to explore as you play the game. So that is the spider. Next up, we are going to talk about the manor. All right, so I am here with Patty Hun graphic designer for Leader Games, and she is going to talk about what it's like to play the manor. Welcome, Patty. Hi. Hi. Thank you. So, yeah, so what can you tell us about the manor? What's it like or what? My favorite character to play is actually the manor. Uh-huh, cool. Um, I like spooky things. I like haunted houses. So this is uh, kind of the perfect role for me. I yeah. Um, so you're really going to like playing the manor. If you enjoy manipulating the board, messing with your friends, mm -hmm. uh, if you enjoy solving spatial puzzles, it's okay. very good. So when you're playing the manor, mm -hmm. uh, you are trying to get up to 14 seals. Okay. And you get those seals by performing rituals. So what is a ritual? You're going to get these cards uh, when you're playing the manor. They're going to show you what they look like. And you're trying to make the tiles match what's on the cards. Okay. So this is where the spatial puzzle kind of comes in. Sure. Some of them are very zigzaggy. Some of them uh, are just very like long straight lines or they take very crazy turns. 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a flight path you're creating in the manor, right? Correct. Like you're haunting the manor, and you've got to follow this like flight path you're going on, and that's how you perform the ritual. Okay, yes. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through like if what your turn would look like. Like if you're actually playing the manor, kind of what would you do? Sure. So we have. Uh, you'll start off with a couple of omens. I believe mm-hmm. it's three. Okay. Uh, those omens you can assign powers to. So on your player board, you're going to see the different powers that you have. Okay. Um, you can reveal tiles, shift tiles, swap their placement. You can place walls or you can move your wraith. Oh, wow. So you can really kind of mess with the manor. It's, uh, oh. You know, you can really change the walls around and stuff. Wow. Okay. You're making a crazy maze for people to run through. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, those omens you can assign um, and then those will allow you to move the tiles to perform these rituals. Um, so, like, step three is actually performing the ritual. Okay. Um, and that just means you're taking your figure and you are, like, running through the tile and the puzzle that you've created. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, you can place treasure and then you can draw more ritual cards. So you can figure out which puzzle best works for you. Okay, cool. Uh, and then, like, after you complete a few rituals, you will get seals, like I mentioned, or they will give you portents. Mm-hmm. Portents, yeah. Yep, portents. Um, and those become like permanent trackers on your uh, player board. So it makes it easier to reveal tiles or it makes it easier to place walls. Yeah, um, so okay. So you can stop people from entering your puzzle. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that sounds really cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I have a couple of friends who are really big into spatial puzzles. And then we also are... I guess a little competitive, and we like messing with each other. Sure. That sounds like the perfect role for Mm -hmm. that, for your group then, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. So that's an overview of Vast the Mysterious Manor, a new standalone game that expands the vast universe designed by Patrick Leader. Look for it in your local retail game store starting in October.